head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. And we are back. We have a... uh Mad Hooper in the chat. His name is Tunde, and um, he works at The Ringer, podcast lead at The Ringer. Raja, I just can't get why he's so mad. Like, he 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 oversees a whole bunch of shows. He oversees the podcasts, which are our moneymaker here at The Ringer. I just, Raja, I can't, I don't, I just don't know what, why is he mad, Raja? What, do you get a gauge on why he's mad? Let's, let's listen to why he's mad, Raja. I, I, let's listen. Yo, Logan, Ra Ra, Sasha Mack, it's TD from The Ringer. And I'm going to tell you why I'm mad, son. I'm mad because the NBA this offseason is not giving us that exciting player movement content that we deserve. Just look back at the last five years, right? You had Kevin Durant, 2016, head into the Warriors. 2017, Kyrie leaves the Cavs. CP3 heads to Houston. 2018, LeBron shows up in La La Land. 2019, Kawhi and Paul George team up with the Clippers. Anthony Davis also heads to the Lakers. 2020, Drew Holiday, which, you know, not an all-NBA level talent. He is an all-star. He is an NBA champion now and also an Olympian. Also, James Harden, two weeks after the season started, he found his way over to Brooklyn. Now, 2021 so far, we got Lonzo Ball. We have Kyle Lowry on the move. We have DeMar DeRozan. Shout out to all of them. Shout out to the Bulls making moves. But that's not exciting. That's not what's going to make us you know, tape an emergency podcast. It's not what's going to get this NBA Twitter streets popping. We need Bradley Bill to figure out what he's doing. The Sixes, what's up with Ben Simmons and that trade? The Warriors, you ever going to make a move? What's happening? Dame Lillard, what are you doing? It's Dame time. Time to make a move. And that's why I'm mad. This NBA offseason is yet to deliver, and y'all need to step up. And now a real one's up next. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. 
That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Real ones. Logan Murdoch here. Raja Bell. Raja, we're about to go on hiatus, bro. This is our last show for a minute. This is our last. How do you feel right now? It's like, you know, a year and some change in the real ones. What's poppin', bro? You feeling good? How you doing? First of all, first of all, I'm not trying to get all sentimental, okay? Because I'm that dude. Like, I got a little. I'm not. You ain't going to have me on here tearing up, okay? Because we about to go on hiatus and anniversary. I ain't doing that. But I will say this. Okay, I'm feeling kind of good this morning. You know where I was last night? Where was you? Oh, where were you last night? You know where I was last night? Where was you at last night? I was at the Hard Rock Casino Hotel watching Dave Chappelle, bro. Not only Dave Uh, Chappelle, but uh, what's the brother's name? Dontel. I think it's Dontel something. He was Ashley Larry. Donnell Rollins. Donnell Rollins. Hilarious. Um, Jeff Ross. Is that his name? The boy that does all the roasts? Jeff Ross. Yeah, hilarious. Um, And they all killed it. And so... What's the process of getting this for you? Because I have a a similar story because I've been in one of them Secret Chappelle shows. What was it like? How did you get the tickets? Tell me the process of getting in. What happened? What what do you mean? I want to like how did you get like did you just did you find like was it like a secret like link or something that you found? It was like oh Chappelle. Oh no, you wanna know you wanna know? My mom, she's 70. She was like, Dave Chappelle's coming to town. We gotta go. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, let's do it. Your mom's hella cool, bro. So your mom's bro. I would have never known Chappelle was in town. And then she hit me, so we we showed up. But you had to get we had to go over there at like 2 p.m. yesterday and get a rapid COVID test. If you pass the COVID test, you had to wait for your results. If you pass, you got a blue band. If you got a blue band, you were eligible to come back tonight uh, uh, or last night for the event. Um, supposed to be masks. Supposed to be mask mandatory. Uh, let's just say that was not enforced once you pass security. Uh, but we, good times were had. How long did you stay? Like, well, when did you get there? How long did he go? For, did they go for? So oh, let's see. Nine o'clock. The show was supposed to start. We got there probably about eight because I wanted to. I wanted to hit a slot machine or two, dog. Like I haven't been out in a minute, so I was gonna hit the slots. Um, not no, not much like live, no craps tables or anything. So I was gonna hit the slots. Uh, nine, I think we got out of there about twelve ish. So it's probably a three hour show. Oh, okay, cool, cool. How long did Chappelle go for? About an hour, hour and a half or so? Yeah, I, I'd say no. Yeah, he probably went for about an hour, forty five minutes to an hour. Um, okay, he's he still got it, right? Oh, he's got it, buddy. He was going in, dude. There was no cells, so you had to put your cells in these little like pouches. And they got of locked. Course, yeah. Um, so one asshole had his cell out, and you know it got hung up for that. And then there was a little fight on the other side, and they got a little, you know. So there were a few breaks in the action, but overall, smooth show. It was a good time. I remember one time um, I went to a Chappelle. One, uh, it was a more secret. It was a secret show. It was just one of those oh. things like there, it was like 2013, 2012, where they just. You get a link. Either if you get it in five minutes, you just get in, right? Like yeah. it's one of those things. So me and the homie got two tickets, and we went to the show. And it was standing room only. And you're good. You're good. They're they're not going to use that. Um, but uh, no, I went to the stand. It was standing room only show in San Francisco, and um, there were two shows. We got the last show, which was dope because it was just him talking. And I remember 
I was like, I was like 20, maybe 19, 20. And I got to the front because I'm like, yo, I got to see Chappelle. So I got to the front and I forgot that you shouldn't go to the front of a show, any comedy show. It's not something you should do because you're mm-hmm. probably going to get roasted, right? Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of stuff that he said and roasted me. It was funny. But the, the thing that I can tell you is that I remember is when um, he was asking me, he was like, hey, yo, you, uh, you hoop? Do you hoop? And I'm like, no, why would you think I hoop? And he says, motherfucker, you're 712. And everybody <laughs> died laughing, <laughs> including all my partners. And he just like, we just had a conversation. It was a great moment. I don't, that was the most like PG thing I could say that he said to me. But it was an honor to get roasted by Chappelle. It was a fucking honor. So like Chappelle, um, he always does a great show. Whether He didn't even have a set. He just talked for three hours and it was great. He smoked like 87 cigarettes. Yeah, he smoked a lot of cigarettes last night too. And there are worse things to be roasted for than your height, bro. So, like, consider yourself lucky to be roasted by Chappelle and something, you know, as 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 flattering probably as your height. Can I touch on another subject real quick? I don't know if you're a gambler, and since we probably are like light on material right now, can I just can I just do what I do? Let's can I just talk. go? Let's, let's do it. Go. go ahead. Um, I don't gamble much, but I was like I said, I have been at the house in a while, um, and I'm out. So it happens to be at the casino. I'm going to throw some money in these slot machines, right? So I find mm-hmm. a machine that I like and I'm on it for a while. I go up, I go down, I, you know, I'm doing, doing my thing. And at one point I've got to get up because my sister is like nine machines down. Now, mind you, I still have money in the machine, right? So I, I get up and I just go over like halfway between the, like four and a half machines down to say something to her and I go back and sit down. By the time I, by the time I turn back around to go back to the machine, there's a dude standing looking at my machine. And I'm like, my guy, I have, there's still money in that machine, man. Like, so I sat down, continued playing for another like 40 minutes, right? With my family standing there watching me play these slots. Are you hitting? You hitting 40 minutes? You hitting? I'm vast. I'm, I'm vast. I'm going up and down, up and down, up and down. Ultimately, I lost. Okay. But here's what pissed me off. This dude was only playing the machine in my estimation because I was playing the machine and he wanted to piggyback off of me. So what he did was, he got a machine like three machines away, kind of perpendicular to mine, put his feet up and just eyeballed the shit out of the machine the whole time. My family didn't believe me. I'm like, my man, he is lurking. He's a lurker right now. He is waiting for me to get up from this machine. He's going to try to hit it. Logan, 40 minutes go by. As soon as I get up to walk out, by the time I get up and turn the corner, dude has gotten up, cashed out of his machine, and he's now sitting at my machine. <laughs> How'd he do? How did he do? I couldn't sit. If he had hit that shit and I was in his presence, I would have like wanted to fight him. So I left. But like, probably if you're going to lurk, it's your right to lurk, but have a little like decency about the lurking, right? Like you don't have to rub my nose in that shit. There's casino etiquette, etiquette? man. Come on, man. Larry David. I need Larry David on this shit. For all my partners in Summer League in Vegas right now, y'all take notes. This is, this is Summer League etiquette. Okay. If you guys are going to be gambling, you know, at the Aria or wherever the fuck you guys do that, there's some etiquette here, okay? Yeah, don't be lurking. Summer League etiquette. All right, man. Don't lurk, dude. Don't fucking lurk, bro. All right, man. I like the segue, though. Summer League. We're in it. We're in Summer League, man. We're going to talk to Jomi a bit in a bit about Summer League. He's really excited about the Lakers Summer League team. I mean, there we go. All right. Jalen Green's out here balling in Summer League. It's been good. But listen. There's a lot of other podcasts that you guys can go to there, man. I'm sure the mismatch and everybody else has it. Let's talk. We, let's go into our bag, Raja. We're going to go to our summer bag, which is free agency. And um, 
All right. So we just put out something, put out a survey, the winners and losers of the 2021 NBA offseason so far, the ringer staff put this together. And I'm going to, like we always do, bring the questions on the real ones. That's what we're going to do. I participated and a few other writers participated. So we're just going to run down these questions with me and Raja and we're going to figure it out. So Raja, first question for you. Biggest winner of the offseason so far in your estimation. Who was your biggest free agency winner? Oh, man. Um, oh, I did it. I did it. I uh, saw your face and I fucking yeah. did it. Go ahead. That would be the Los Angeles Lakers for me, man. It's a no-brainer. I And again, I, I'm not going to make this what I always make this. I, wait, you remember, the, you remember the scene? What was the scene, man? What, oh, it was half-baked. I'm back on my Chappelle yeah. shit. Where my man says, Chappelle like, yeah. I'm not going to flip out. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do and flip out. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to turn this into the Russell Westbrook. Like, I'm not going to do that. But I still don't understand how all the how about all the hate. They are the winners in free agency. Not just with the Russ signing, but all the pieces. And I get it. They're old and all of that. But ain't no 22-year-olds out here carrying teams to championships, point blank, period. So, the Lakers. Listen, man. I put the... Listen, I was... I was a little scared because I wrote on this. I was a little scared to even write this to the point where I said on my question, I said, hear me out. <laughs> I said, it's the Lakers who won this. Hear me hear out, me guys. Out. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. So, <laughs> but they really, they signed their best young player, Talon Horton Tucker. They got mm -hmm. him for a good deal. They got rid of their most inconsistent player, Kyle Kuzma, right? And they didn't have to, so far, they didn't have to pay Dennis Schroeder. They haven't had to pay him a ridiculous amount. They also got Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, okay, for some solid deals. Yeah. And then they got Trev, then they got Carmelo Anthony and Trevor Ariza, who, by the way, I know they're old. I do know they're old, but were very solid in their roles last year and were what they needed to do. If mm -hmm. I'll take Carmelo Anthony in a limited role in the postseason. Fuck yes, I will. And Dwight. And Dwight Howard, you got Dwight Howard back on a on a on a small contract. Yes, who was a better who we saw in the playoffs was a better backup to AD than Andre Drummond was. I mean, let's just be real. He would for the role that he needed to be. Lakers are the the winners of this. It's I don't even think it's like really that close. And I really said I ended this, Roger. You're gonna laugh because I was like I wasn't as confident as you were in this. And this is how I ended it. I said. I could be tripping, but I don't think I am. Holla at me in April. Oh, Fuck you would. Oh. I'm not tripping. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not tripping. It was the Lakers, okay? It was the fucking Lakers, bro. Let's fucking that's do it. it. It's the Lakers. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. Done. I right, mean, I, so let me, the, I mean, just for just for shits and giggles, well, who were people arguing, Logan? Just so, like, who were people arguing had a better free agency than the Lakers? Um, Let's go look. Jimmy Butler had a good offseason. That's fair. Got okay. a bag. That's fair. The Bulls. Listen, I love Sirit. Sirit's one of my favorite people on earth, Sirit Sohi. However, I'm not saying the Bulls won free agency by any stretch. I'm not going to say that. They, like, DeMar DeRozan got the bag, but, like, I don't... DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo, who, is, who else? I, I, mean, I mean, I like it. They, I like it. I like it, but that doesn't make them a contender. Like, that right. doesn't... They got Caruso on a, on a, on a sign-and-trade. Like, I mean... We're good. We're good. I mean, you're there are levels of this shit, right? Like, that's nice. I like it. That's fine, but I don't think I wouldn't say that they're the biggest winners of free agency by by any right. means. I would not I say you. that. I guess that I guess the Miami Heat too, but like the my the Lakers have made themselves a contender again, bro. Like they they retooled Lakers. 
It's not yes. even a question. But Let's do it. Um, okay, so second question of the day: Who was the biggest loser of the off season, Raja? The biggest loser of the off season. See, that's I. I typically just think team, but when you said it, you know, it, I guess it could be a player as well, right? Um, the Celtics. <laughs> the Celtics. The Celtics I'm, are good. I mean, the the Sixers. I don't know. And I'm just talking about teams that needed to make a play for something. I know there's one, and I didn't put this one, and you're scared to say it. Pelicans, man. The Pel, yeah, the Pels. I don't the know, Pels man. These do are a- deeper questions. I need a little bit more time with these questions, man. But like, give me, give me, give me your case for the Pels. The Pe- case for the Pelicans is you need to like, you need to just make moves because of Zion's talent and his his th- and his. You need to make moves that are going to put him in the best position to one develop and to two develop into a championship roster around him because he has that level of potential. He didn't really do that in this one. He just didn't. It just didn't. Can I just? Can I, 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 that's fair. And this is in no defense. I'm not defending anyone. So I would. This is I, his Griff, talent. Griff, hold on, hold on. I want to say to Griff. By all accounts, I fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, Roger says you're a great person. Everybody says you're a great dude, and everybody says you're good at what you. do. I'm just saying this one, man. Because Griff, you know, we know Griff's friend of the show. Just didn't think it was a. I didn't think it was a good thing. But that's not even my pick. I didn't even pick that. I'm just throwing some shit. No, out no, no. Roger. I can dig it. I'm just I'm just kind of thinking out loud here about the talent that is Zion and not maybe I've never I've not spoken to Griff about that. Um maybe not even realizing that you don't understand what that talent is and and yeah. what to put around it to make it a winning talent. Cuz talent is one thing, but a winning talent is a whole other thing. And getting the recipe right around it to help it win um with such a unique talent, I mean Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Griff about it, but that's interesting. The the biggest loser in this to me, it's not a team, it's not a player. It is an overall ideal. The biggest loser here is tampering. And the <laughs> fact that we have to fucking look at this and th- for context, the league is looking into deals with deals, Lonzo Ball going to the Bulls and um and Kyle Lowry going to the uh the heat as if these uh, these deals were agreed upon before the memor- the the moratorium the the moratorium i got that and if that was the case short answer is duh it was agreed to before the moratorium duh it was you got <laughs> we knew this the morning of the moratorium before it was even going to happen we got a woge suite saying hey man Kyle Lowry, the, the front runners to get Kyle Lowry is probably the Miami Heat. Wink, wink. Same with Lonzo. Chicago has interest in Lonzo Ball. Wink, wink. Bro, there's tampering that happens all the time in the NBA. And without it, tampering, you can make a great argument, has been great for the league. If the, if the tampering didn't happen, we wouldn't get the big three Miami Heat. Tampering didn't happen, we wouldn't get Kevin Durant on the Warriors. Okay? If tampering didn't happen, we wouldn't have gotten... Um, LeBron's second go around in Cleveland. Let's just be real. All right. If tampering didn't happen, you wouldn't have gotten me to the Suns. Mm. I mean, just you know, if you want to explain yourself, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's funny. Right, I just right. threw myself in there with like yeah. legendary players like, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck. Anyway, this shit happens, Raja, plenty of times beforehand, and so. It's a good thing for the league, bro. Let's stop acting like this shit doesn't work. And like, 
I feel like the league picks and chooses when it wants to investigate this shit and when it wants to just give a slap on the wrist because that's essentially all it is. Why are we kidding ourselves? This happens all the time. It's going to continue to happen because everybody has cell phones and everybody has people that want to get put on on a backdoor deal or anybody that want. This just inherently, this is a dirty game. So it is what it is. Free market, man. Tampering. Um, I like that. I like that. And yes, tampering isn't going anywhere. You know what? It's, it's uh, how ingrained NBA, is tampering the NBA, in the league? I mean, it's part of the fabric of the league. Like it's woven into it. It's there. It's not going anywhere. There wouldn't be They're a not, league without tampering. There wouldn't be. I'm, well, there would be, but but you would have to stop players from communicating to not ever have tampering, right? Like there which would, is impossible. Which is come on, man. What are we talking about? Uh, their league will not be able to do anything about Lonzo Ball and 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 Kyle Kyle, Kyle Lowry. I mean, if they do. It's a really slippery slope that you're in, that you're starting to try to walk on. Um, I, I've told you the story. I knew I want. I knew I wanted to go to Phoenix. Um, I forget what year it was, like oh five, oh six. They were having a great season, Joe Johnson and and all of those dudes. And I knew from conversations I had with friends on that team that they were interested in me coming there, and they were gauging, my, you know, they were gauging my interest in coming there, and then letting me know that there was interest from their side for me to come there. And we just had to ride that season out my last year in Utah. So like we, that happens all the time, man. And I told the story before about when I was in Golden State, like rehabbing my wrist injury and not playing because uh, the Warriors were really bad and 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 there wasn't the Warriors much Warriors were bad at left. a point in time? Oh, that's strange. Um, but but no, I was also not healthy and I didn't want to, whatever little stock I had, I didn't want to go out there and look bad on a bad team. That didn't make any sense for me. Yeah. But my agent already knew what teams were going to be interested in me. And I told you, I've used all those warm-up Here's sessions. Thing, this is why tampering, like just on a basic level, and you're going to understand this, Roger. The reason why tampering is never going to go away, say, Roger, you got an agent, right? Uh-huh. Your agent also represents players on other teams and is in regular communications with other teams for other players. You Absolutely. mean to tell me on a phone call if they're talking to who 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 else does your agent represent at the time? Uh Manu Ginobili, Luol Deng. Um, yeah. All right. Know, so they said they wanted to get you to they wanted to get you to the Spurs, something, right? Like say they just was like you were like, I want to go to the Spurs. Bro, you mean to tell me on a conversation when your agent is having with R.C. Buford or anybody about Manu, there's not going to slip in, hey, so uh, Raja Correct. is, you know, interested. Bro, like, what are we doing? Like, What, what are we what? talking about? Okay. It's, this is happening. You know what You know what you guys could do? Like, if you were GMs or agents or whatever, and you don't want to be in this situation over and over again, stop giving Woj the fucking bombs. I have no beef with Woj. Yeah. Just shut, shut up. How about that? <laughs> You know, people can't shut up in the, in the Just NBA. Shut up. They can't. They can't shut. They can't. They, there's. It's not even possible, bro. I, I'm not I, even putting the somewhere. F on it. I'm not putting the F on it because that's how much I want to emphasize it, right? Because I feel like if I put yeah. the F, that's just me being who I am. Shut up. Yes, I'm just like yo, bro, Raja. You walk into an arena, people are begging to give you information. They're just like, just like whenever you go into an arena, there's just like somebody just like yo, yo. Did you see, <laughs> did you hear what happened? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Somebody such and such is about to get traded right now. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway. Shut the fuck up. Just shut. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Next question. What's the best move of this free agency period? You can mull that over. I can tell you mine. Yeah. 
But it's like Kyle Lowry today. I just I, I know the general answer is Kevin Durant, and they locked up the best player in the league for four years. That's been the general consensus. I just like Lowry on the on the Miami Heat. I just gonna love watching the Miami Heat go to the second round of the playoffs and lose and just lose in seven games. I'm just gonna love this. I love watching the Miami Heat play. I just I love watching them play, and I'm gonna be curious to see Kyle Lowry go on the on the uh, Miami Heat. Who was the what's the best move and the most savvy move for you, Ra? Um that you stole my thunder there. Um, you st- just tell the people that you're a Miami Heat fan, bro. Like you be no. saying all this stuff like you're not, and you are. You stole my thunder, bro. I, I I I don't I don't hate on the Heat, man. I don't love the Heat, but I mean, I it's great. It's a better place to be when the Heat are playing well. So I'm I'm good with that. I I the told, Heat. I'd I, imagine how you feel about the Heat is how I'd imagine I felt about the Warriors, right? Where like they're not your team necessarily, but you from the crib. That's what they from the yeah. crib still. So like it's a funner I, environment I, when they're good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I think that anyone who have who would have gotten Kyle Lowry. I would have said this about, uh, you know, if if you were if you were missing that lead starting PG, like the Suns wouldn't fit into that category because Chris Paul firmly holds that down. Like John Morant's team, do you understand what I'm saying? Like teams that have that would would not be in in the mix for that nod if they had gotten if they had gotten Kyle Lowry. But anyone, and so it happens to be the Heat. I just believe in Kyle Lowry as a as a player like that, as a person like that, and as as a cultural kind of leader like that, you know? And for an organization that prides itself on the heat way and the culture that they establish, bringing in a leader and a piece that just ties it all together, that echoes kind of those same things that Jimmy Butler talks about and Pat Riley and Bam Adebayo, I just think it's a win-win-win. And I think he's going to be really big for the heat, but I think he would have been big for wherever he went. Yes, 100%. Last question, Raja. Who is the title contender? We, this is like the second week in a row we did like two early title contenders. Who's the title? Who's the title winner at this very moment right now? The title winner? Who's winning the title? This is a more interesting question than it's been in in the past because I I Brooklyn is going to be there. The question is the title favorite. Fuck that. That's not. That's too. That's too. That's too soft. We're gonna say who's the who's the title? Who's winning the title? Who's winning it's the a title? Difference. Brooklyn is gonna be there. Milwaukee is gonna be there. The Lakers are going to be there. After Who's that, winning the title? After that, I don't know that I can unequivocally like put a stamp on someone else being there. Sorry, Suns fans. Who is winning the title? You named three teams. I asked you for one. Who's winning the I'm title? I'm whittling Rob? it down. This is a process. I'm going oh, through my gosh. process. Trust this okay. process. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, <laughs> I am going to go with the... Hey, look, when in doubt, don't get it, don't bet against LeBron. I'm going with LeBron and the Lakers. Lakers to win the championship. You're going with LeBron and the Lakers. Oh, yeah. shit. Lakers You're going to get Steve? You're going to get Steve? Steve, I love you, bro. Hey, haven't spoke to you in a while. You're out in Mallorca. Looks like you're living your best life, dog. All hey, I miss you, homie. I'm going with the Lakers. <laughs> You know what that sounded like? <laughs> when you said that, it was like when 50 Cent drove off in Entourage when he drove up at Turtle. Like, ah, I'm going with the Lakers. <laughs> um, all right, man. You know what? I said the Nets, so I'm going to just go with the Nets. I'm just going to go with the Nets. But I hope that it's a Lakers-Nets series because I'm trying to – listen, real ones on the road. Hashtag real ones on the road if we can get this back. Let's go to L.A. and Brooklyn, bro. Fuck it. Let's just go to to L.A. and Brooklyn, dog. And and can I just give a shout-out to your boy real quick, Um, Kevin Durant? Can I give a light shout-out to Kevin Durant? Like with all the Giannis talk, with all the Giannis talk and deservingly, right? Deservingly. He just like – I I think he lives in that space of – 
of of like you got, you got me, me fucked, fucked up. up. You got me yes. fucked up. <laughs> like he just lives in that space. Like, bro, you got me fucked up. Can I say one thing though? Like, if you were to say, obviously, the when we go down in history, the biggest winner of this year is obviously Giannis, right? He won the title, he won the title, won MVP, he got Milwaukee a chip. But we could all like Kevin in this year can always say, motherfucker, I dropped 50 on you and I, I went out swinging, dog. Like, I was like, we, we, we not with the fuck shit. I still got you. You had, you had a better team player. And then I went to the Olympics and I dragged the team USA. I put it on my back and we won and we won the gold medal. Like, all, all on an 85% repaired Achilles. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> take that. Also, if he wins a title, bro, like, That'll be tight. If Kevin won a title after base after all of this, it would be you can't. He would be Teflon. You can't say shit about him. And he was sauced up on the team bus, which was like my oh, favorite was, little oh, video. Bro. That shit was fresh. Shit was funny to me. Listen, bro, drunk Kevin is, is that fucking shit hilarious. Was funny to me. That shit was funny to me. <laughs> hey, Kevin, 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 hold your beer in, though, bro. We saw <laughs> we saw the clip after you won the title, and you, and you spit the beer out in the locker room. It's a party foul. You can't do that. It's a party foul. Let's let's, re- let's relax. But he was in his bag on that one. Oh, um, KD, that was you know. We, I I'm I'm already excited about next season, though. I'm really excited about this fall and how we're gonna. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, man. Um. So now we are going to, you know, finale right here. We're going to bring Jomi in after this quick break. We're going to answer your questions, hear your voicemails. Let's get to that up next. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And we are back live, 115. It's time for your mailbags. We have our CMO, Jomi, in the building. He has a very nice background. He's ready to roll. Jomi, how you doing? It is. <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, Austin Reeves and Matt McClung are my new heroes. So, you know, they're like if Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, but better. So I'm just living my best life right now. You feel me? <laughs> Jomi, 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 did you leave your Kofi in California? Because I feel like you did. Nah, what you mean? Look, okay. I'm just thinking about the future of the league and where we're, we're ascending to. And I haven't seen a performance that good. Summer League, NBA Finals, Olympics in a long time. Wow. I so really, I'm just happy to be here. 
I literally okay, had you know to just look Austin Reeves up. Like I had to see who. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had to. I, I just looked that young man up. Good for you, Austin. <laughs> right, shout out to you, bro. That's Lakers. That's Lakers summer league game winning put back. Austin yes, Reeves, the last you, sir. person, yes, the sir. last person to get this much love was THT, and THT just got paid. So you know, I mean, you see it, you see the, the vision. Okay, well, Jomi's a star right now, and he has to get out of here at some point. So, Jomi, we got it's question time. You, you've just ascended to a superstar status. You don't even fuck with us no more. You put a time limit on it, like we, we're all have a hard out. <laughs> Listen, anyway. my people, you know what I'm saying. I got a schedule. I got I got okay. jobs to do. You feel me? So let's get this thing cracking. All right. Our all right. first question comes from Jacob Rice. He actually asked three questions. The Sports Center account tweeted after the Knicks signed Fournier and Kemba that their <laughs> new starting lineup looks scary. So I've got three questions. One, since when has a lineup with no superstar been considered scary? Two, where do you think this team finishes in a newly reloaded East? And three, when will New Yorkers finally stop wasting their time photoshopping superstars onto Knicks jerseys? Roger, mm. go ahead. I have I have some I have some takes. You go ahead though. I, I, I got right. to take I this mean, home. It's three questions. That's a lot. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's a good point about the about the no superstars in a lineup and it looking scary. But I think that speaks more to expectation level, right? Like as a Knicks fan, more than it does you know. Like that that's where the Knicks are trying to pull themselves out of the depths of like at least having solid solid players burgeoning on on all-star appearances um, is, is good. And so that you've kind of, your expectation level has changed. So I would address that one as such. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, I think, you know, I think they were there last year. I what Would they would they wind up going into the playoffs as? Would they, Logan, I'm, five, forgive me five, if I'm wrong. Four or five I, seed. It was four or five I, seed. I don't, they're the four, I, seed. four seed. I would, four I would seed? say lower than that they in the Eastern court. Conference. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say they don't have home court and they get in, the, in one of the lower four playoff seeds. Maybe, I think they're probably better than play-in, but somewhere around there. I'm going to keep it a buck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I have some takes, Raja. Raja, I think that, and I was a part of this. I had, I had my, my Tim's, I had my 40 acres and a mule hat. I had on like some Spike Lee Knicks collab last, um, last spring or last summer, whatever you want to call it. I get why the, I was a fan for like 40 minutes. I get why. The propaganda. I get the propaganda machine in New York. Okay, that's why it's called scary. Now they weren't as specific as to what ty- why it would be scary. Is it going to be scary because they might take regress? That they might be a lottery team? That it might be scary bad? Or are they going to the finals? The Sports Center Twitter page didn't weren't specific. And now I think was the you know conspiracy low here was just saying that that just might be to cover their asses, right? It could be scary. It could be a scary time. So the Sports Center page wasn't wrong. It, I don't think it was wrong. They just said scary, right? We don't know what that means right now. Now, where they finish in a reloaded East? Uh, probably like nine or eight. You know, I think they had a good run. They had a everything kind of went into their. They had a good run last year. I don't. I just. I don't know. I just don't see it with this team. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe play in or play in. Right yes. now. Third question, which you missed, Raja. I have to answer that one. When will New Yorkers finally stop wasting their time photoshopping superstars on a Knicks jersey? Honestly, for all parties involved, I hope it's never because that is entertaining. That's why I go. That's why I go on New York, New York, and 
fucking listen to John Jaskrimski because I'm locked in. Okay, I get why you would want to do that. I get <laughs> who, why. Who right. you listen? John Jaskrimski. That's right. a Ringer podcast called New York, New York. Okay, you should there check you it out. All but right. all I'm saying is, never get rid of the Photoshop ever. Actually, make more photoshops. Aunt Raj is so far removed from the league. Photoshop his ass into a Knicks jersey, okay? All right? <laughs> Photoshop everybody into every jersey possible. We need this. We need the propaganda machine. I have no problem with any of these questions. And um, those are my answers. What's the next question? Next question comes from Isaiah Cohen. As this younger era of superstars gets ushered in, Giannis, Luka, Tatum, Zion, Devin Booker, John Morant. Do you believe anybody from this younger era will win more than two championships? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Giannis. Giannis, about, Giannis might go back-to-back this year. He might fuck around and go back-to-back this year. So, yeah, there's that's the easy one. And then, let me see. If I had to do another guess, you know what I'm going to say, man? I'm just going to go out on a limb. Devin Booker. I'm going to be real with you. Devin Booker. Wait, and, uh, and wh- this, was, this was in the thing, right? What? Yeah, what, over 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 Luca, over Tatum, over this, Zion. This wasn't oh Luke. Uh, don't Luka, back off of that. Don't Luka, back off. Sorry. Don't back off of that shit. Yeah, He's right, been thank, closer thank than any yeah, of them, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, Tell yeah, me, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, don't, back off, yeah. don't back off. Don't back off. Don't get moved. Interesting. Thank you. I just, You're right. That's thank a very Roger. Roger just have my back. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Roger. Roger has your back. Roger did have my back. Don't Luca, but Luca has not like. Are you are you confident with Dallas? The team that Dallas has put around him. Uh no, well no, but I'm confident. Who's gonna be a better team next year? Who's gonna be better next year? The Suns or the or the Mavericks? The Suns. But if I had to, if I really had to think about it, that's one title potentially. You never know. Nah, you never know. Nah, but I think Luca. You saw it at the Olympics. You you can see it in his game. That's a dude who can carry you. That's fine. Just willfully, he can carry you to a chip. That's fine. I I don't know if Devin Booker is that guy. But Um, Devin Booker has the better team, and also Luca reminds me. Yeah, no, but Luca reminds me. Of like his time when LeBron was there for the first like four years of his career, where he was just balling, beating the Pistons, and doing all these things, but his team wasn't good, so he was only to a point. Devin Booker has a better team. Devin Booker, I think, could I would also go to the finals next year. Go ahead, Rob. Might, might I jump in? Mm-hmm. L- Luca is way more dance on the ball and isocentric than LeBron was early. LeBron was downhill fast, like athletically beating you and then collapsing defenses and kicking it out. Luka does a lot of... Luka is almost Allen Iverson-ish where he's just brilliant mm. with the ball in his hands. Like, I mean, he, he has more assistant AI, but like it's a lot of possession standing and waiting, right? For Luka to win chips, Luka's going to have to take that step though, where where he trusts other people and maybe gives up a little bit of that to get the supplementation he needs, man. And maybe he needs better players and that's on the Mavericks, but I, that's kind of the way I see it. He's phenomenal, but like it, it, it's hard when you're on the ball as much as you are to get the best out of other people sometimes. Rob, you got to answer the question though. Who is, who is the guys you nah, think are going to win? Giannis. Yeah, I mean, Giannis already got one in the bag. There's a world where he, he has back to back this year. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and not for nothing. With the rest of them, you're, there are so many factors that play into to whether or not they get the opportunity. Team being first and foremost, you know what I mean? Like what that organization does and and how competent they are. Like it's not all on on one of those star players. They can all be brilliant, and and some of them are never going to sniff a chip. That's just the reality of it. All right, here's a better question, real quick. Who do you think is not going to win a title out of these people? Hmm. 
Mm. That's, a, that's a tough one. I'm uh, gonna go a one. I'm gonna go a one. And I'm just saying this. I don't think Zion's gonna win a title in New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's the pick. That's the that's pick. a pick, Zion. That's right. that's right and it's there. not Zion's fault. Right I don't. There. I don't know if Zion's no. gonna be able to do it. There's a, yeah, like I said, there's a lot that goes into that. I will not. I because will not I don't participate know if anybody's gonna be able to. I will not throw any shade at David Griffin and company in New Orleans. Don't ask me to participate. I will not do it. All right. So answer the question. If, say somebody else then. John ja Morant. Okay. All right. There we go. Oh, yeah, and, not, right. and, and not because he's not good enough, but I don't know that Memphis, I, I don't see Memphis doing that. Okay. So maybe cool. it's the same answer you just gave me. John ja Morant, but not in Memphis. Maybe. But and it's not Jaws' fault. It's not Jaws' fault. Not Jaws' fault. No, sir. No, sir. I'm going to change my answer to Jason Tatum because I don't want to see anything good for the Boston Celtics. That's so, a fair point. That's, that's a fair my point. answer. That's a fair point. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Next question from Zach. When you get traded to a new team, what's it like day one in the new locker room? Do you go around shaking hands like, hi, I'm Raja. Do you know everyone in the league? What if you had pre- previous friction with a guy who you're now teammates with? Do you say something to iron it out? How do you fill out how vocal to be? Wait, hold on. I think we I think we just found a new co-host for real ones because that was an excellent question. I'm going to leave now and Zach will now co-host. Can you um let's get Zach's information and we can just like just sign the paperwork right now? Good question, Zach. Zach, well done. Um, how do you go about I mean, it's no different than I mean, your first day in school or your first you know, day in a new workplace. You just go in there and be yourself. I mean, Except You're you not- had a uh, Boris Diaw on a segue, like "Hi, Roger." Hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but no, I mean you're not. I mean, obviously you're in there, and and you don't want to be standoffish or anything. So you're open. You know, you can go around and, and say what's up to people, provided you know they look like they're open to it. But at beef with someone on a team, I think that goes away pretty quick. Once you know, NBA guys are pretty good about about like Kobe and I, for example. Like we had beef. Um, but we squashed that pretty quickly and given the opportunity to, to work together, I think we were both up for it because you realize, you know, in some cases that that dude you had beef with can maybe help you get where you're trying to go as a, as a competitor, as a team. So that goes away pretty quick. Nobody's going to be tripping funny, off of that. Huh? Athletes are hella funny because y'all can like dap each other up, hug each other and hate each other. Y'all, that's, that's the only place where the, on the court, I mean, on the court, like if, if somebody, if you hate somebody, but they're good at their job or you give them a good assist or something in the heat of a moment, they're getting a high five. Even if you had beef with them, like I, it's funny how that works. And then you can go back after the game and not fuck with them. Perfect example, JT Snow and Barry Bonds during, um, during the Giants run, hated each other. But would right. just be like, you know, would would dab after a home run, you know, fist pound. It, it's just it's wild how athletes work. Yeah, it's a little baseball's a little different than basketball, though, because you're so, you know, you're broken out into positions like you ain't all the basketball. It's it's 12 a year, 13 of you in the same place all the time for mm-hmm. whatever you got going on. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard to really hate a dude. I, I've been on teams where cats didn't love each other, but um Y'all got to deal with each other, though. Yeah, you got to be in each other's face. Like you, you're, you're, you're there. You're in the locker room. You're in the training room, and you're, you're in the same place at the same time. But basically, dog, you go in there and you're just, hey, man, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be a part of what's going on. Like, and then you be yourself, right? So that everyone can get accustomed. You want them to get accustomed to who you are. Don't fake that shit. Be who you are, so they figure out how to work with you and work around you. Word. Okay. For sure. All right, man. That was good job, Zach. Yeah. It's well done, Zach. Our final question comes from. Alan Goodman. (laughs) (laughs) I had a question about what separates a 
good basketball talent from an NBA prospect. There are a lot of good players in high school and college. As an example, my brother and I used to play with this talented young man and his uncle, the dentist, over a couple summers in Philly. He ended up going to play for Boston U and then FY International. He had a really good college career. Next thing I knew, I was watching him guard Kobe in the finals. How do guys like this separate themselves from the large pool of talent to make it into the NBA? Ah, ah. Alan, your friend. Alan. <laughs> Alan Goodman. Thanks for listening, bro. And not for nothing, I hit Uncle Chuck like real quick. Uncle Chuck is a boss, by the way. Um, hit him real quick to, to make sure that I remembered Alan Goodman. And I do remember. I do remember Alan Goodman. Um, Alan Goodman's mother used to work for Dr. Bridges, I believe. So Alan Goodman, yes, we, we know who you are, bro. Um, to the question, um, there's a lot that goes into that. Luck is... I'm not going to front. Luck is a huge part of any Hooper who's right on that borderline of getting into the NBA. Luck is a huge part of that. Um, persistence, maybe even bordering on ignorance about who you are and what you're capable of doing is is really important too, right? Like you you firmly have to have your feet planted in the in the area of, no, I'm an NBA player. I can do this shit. No matter how many people tell you otherwise, which happened a lot to me, right? You just got to be willingly ignorant ah fuck that i can do it and so uh the last thing i would say and i say this a lot is understanding what's important to people when you go in for a job interview it's not unlike any other job interview um typically when you're when you're trying to make the nba and you know out of out of my lane you're not being interviewed to be the ceo of a company or to be the top salesman on a company you're being interviewed to come in in the mailroom so if you go into that interview telling them how great of a salesperson you are and what you can do to raise the stock of the company, they've already tuned you out. They're not interviewing you for that shit. They want to know how quickly you can sort the mail. Can you get that shit to people's desks? Like, can we handle all the things that need to be handled in the position you're interviewing from? A lot of dudes get that wrong when they're trying out for NBA teams or they're in camps. They fuck that up. They put the cart before the horse. They think it's all about getting these buckets and triple crossovers and double step backs. And most teams are not looking for that. Watch Summer League. Summer League is littered with dudes who are going to make rosters that may not be popping and shining in Summer League. They may not be yeah. having 25 a game. You think they're going to make the team. GMs don't. Perfect example. Your guy, Juan Toscano Anderson. Word. Yeah. Word. Word. You got to get it right. You got to get it yeah. right. You got to interview for the job. You know, you got to know what job they're interviewing you for is the best way to put it. I have that. a question though, Roger. When you guys were hooping, did they know like you were just, were you just another dude at this rec center or did they know that you was about to like be destined for something? Because I can't imagine playing in a rec league with somebody. And you know when you're in a rec league, you think that you're just as good as everybody else. And I can't imagine just hooping with somebody, right? And they're good for like, and you in your mind and your ego, they're good for a rec league. But then you go two weeks later, or however long, and they're guarding Kobe in the finals. You're like, damn, he was actually really good. I can't imagine that. I mean, I think this is bigger picture. I talk about this all the time is th the lack of awareness by your, I don't even want to say your average hooper, but by like the, the lack of awareness from the best player in whatever gym slash park you play at is astonishing. Yeah. Because that guy thinks he could go to the NBA and get buckets. He cannot. <laughs> he will not. It's bugged out, bro. I remember I played a, I mean, I played football in high school. I played quarterback. 
And, you know, I thought I had a nice little arm on me, right? I thought I was, you know, I thought I could do something with it, right? I, I started three years. I thought I could do something. So fast forward six years later from graduating, I go cover a Seahawks, um, a Seahawks-Niners game in Seattle. And I'm on the field before the game and things like that. And I see Russell Wilson warming up. And he's just warming up. He's just, he's just like, you know, he's fucking like barely throwing, like flicking his wrists. And the shit is like the, it would, if I would have thrown that, it would have been the best throw of my life. And he's right. just like, things don't even trip. Not even putting any, like any, his back leg into it. Not even fucking around. He's just, and then like, I also saw, I was, I'm for a story I'm working on. I'm in actually in the East coast. I'm, I was at a, I went to, Baltimore Ravens practice, and I saw Lamar Jackson Ugh. practice for the first time this this season in training camp. Just the stuff that he was just like fucking around doing in drills. I'm like, dog, you're one of the best to do this shit, if not the best in the business. And I see why. And you're just fucking around and shaking the shit out of bags. And I'm like, damn, this is the greatest thing I've seen. And then I Never see him throw a pass, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is why he's Lamar Jackson. So. It's, it's just sick to see pe- this shit up close. Yeah, it happens in every sport. Like golf, you know, you go out there and you think you hit, you don't know what it, you don't know what a pro golfer looks like. Like you don't know what that shit. When you until you stand on a range with a pro golfer and watch him hit the same baby draw twenty times in a row and then switch it to hit like a stinging fade twenty times. Like you don't, you just don't understand Bro, what being a pro is. I saw fucking I was had the honor of walking the green one time with Steph Steph Curry and Phil Mickelson. Like, Steph was trying really hard. Phil was just talking shit like, <laughs> and just getting, a, like, driving a fucking ball 400 yards like it was nothing. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. it's sick. Now, I will say this, though. My my BU teammates would tell the story all the time. Like, um, when I got to campus, now, I don't remember a young 17-year-old Rajah on campus, but they said that I always said that I would play in the NBA. And, like, I don't remember that. But they said that's way I came on campus talking. Now, not again. You got to be a little ignorant because I'm not. I'm at Boston University, bro. That's like low division. That's low mid major division one. But that's where my mind was at. And they'll tell they tell that story. So I mean, you know, you just got to have some luck, some ignorance, and then you got to understand who you are. I remember Eddie Murphy uh, has a story where he was. I think it was uh, Roddy Dangerfield. The comedian, he met him in a, uh, like, he met him twice. So there was one time where he was like, hey, um, I guess he met him in a bathroom, but he was like, yo, man. Dangerfield was like, yo, man, you can't be doing, doing, uh, you know, you can't be doing your comedy like this with all this, this, uh, this cursing and all this stuff. And what are you doing in the subject thing you do? And then he saw him again a few, le- few years later, and it's Eddie fucking Murphy. Like, this is like after Saturday Night Live, after trading places and coming to America. And he goes, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so all of the same, bro, don't fucking listen to nobody. If you're putting in the work, you're straight. Like if That's you're it. putting in the work, it doesn't matter, man. Absolutely. All right. Hey, I think we got a, we got a, we got a voicemail here from Ashish. Yo, what's up, Logan and Raja? Uh, this is Ashish. I'm from Kathmandu, Nepal. I love basketball. Uh, this is a two-part question. First question, what's your favorite basketball or both of you, what's your favorite basketball movie or movie about basketball? Second question is, what's your favorite NBA player performance in a movie? All right, thanks. Peace. All right, man. Actually, my favorite basketball movie and my mm. favorite NBA player performance in a movie. My favorite basketball movie is uh, is He Got Game. Mm. And um, just mm-hmm. from just the 
like the public enemy in it the uh the soundtrack uh spike lee is my favorite director and um you know ray allen did a great job i will say though my favorite performance in a movie is probably from my man's from uh in above the rim when leon played in above the rim bro because just the stuff that he was going through on the sidelines, motherfuckers had guns and they were pulling them out just to hate. There's just a, that's just an environment where it's just, it's hard enough to do that in the NBA finals, but I would take it a step further. You're playing for your life. That was the greatest stakes that you can go through. So I'm going to go with Leon's character and above the rim. So wait, was that? With. All right, wait. So I need some clarity because I, I, that's one of mine too, but it's, is it my favorite NBA player's performance in a movie or is my favorite character in a basketball movie? Oh, okay. I could just let me just do both. I'll do both. I'll do, I both. Think do both. Do both. I'll do All both. Right. All right. So Leon, right there, and um, I think favorite basketball performance in a movie. Um, I'm gonna just go with Ray Allen because I mean he just kicked Denzel's ass. To you know, he just kicked his ass, and a one on one was good. Also, I mean, I, I know he technically wasn't in the NBA, but Morris Chestnut was a really good player and a really good complimentary piece to Bow Wow, Calvin Cambridge. Um, for the Los Angeles Knights. So, and he, you know, and he adopted him. And he adopted him, bro. Like, that's a great teammate. It's a Word. fucking great teammate. So, you know, Morris, that, and, and he was yeah. technically an NBA player. So, you know, yeah, yeah those are my I, answers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a, <laughs> I'm gonna need a little latitude with this question. I can't, I cannot go one movie. I can't do it. There are too many, um, okay. like, love and basketball. Um, mm. yeah, you know, obviously, mm. um, you know, blue chips. Yeah. Shaq did his uh, thing on that. Shaq did his thing. So did Penny and all of them. Um, ab- above the rim, he got game. There's a there are a lot of them. It's it's hard for me, right? I even I even like Hoosiers. Like I know a lot of people probably don't like Hoosiers, but I really enjoy that movie. That's a movie that when it's on, you know, I- I'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> Jomi isn't the only one with his kufi off today, but you know, go ahead. No, I just like the movie. I got <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I'm just I'm just keeping it on it. Um, <laughs> Teen Wolf, bro. White man can't jump. Like, those are all basketball movies. Ayo, hey, man. Ayo, hey, man. Bobby Hope did his thing, bro. Right? Bobby like, Hope got the team on his back. He's an idiot. Bobby Hope was an idiot in that movie, bro. But, like, you know, if you're going to tell me if I want to go to the game or if I want to be with Rosie Perez for the rest of my life, I'm going to go with Rosie Perez, bro. Yeah, Billy Fuck, the ba- Fuck Street Hope. Yeah, it's, Billy Billy was, it's clear. Bro. Billy was tripping. Billy tripping, was tripping, bro. He was tripping. Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, so it would have to be probably Ray Allen or Shaq as as my favorite, um, as my favorite basketball players playing roles in All movies. Right, yeah, and okay. I'm with you. I'm with you on Leon though, because Leon not only were they on the sideline acting reckless, they were letting those boys like my they put were, out pulled out a strap at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Leon was yeah. Leon was the man. <laughs> Leon was the Underrated NBA player performance in a movie: Darius Miles in the Perfect Score. With Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, word. Oh. Yes, sir. Word. Okay. Yeah, that, yes, was, sir. that was an album cut. That was an album yeah. cut. He just okay. came through with it. That was a Target bonus D. cut. Mm. cut. <laughs> Real ones, no. Real ones, Real no. Ones, no. All right, man. Let's get to, you know what, man? Let's do this right. We got Jomi here. Let's go to Real One of the Week. Let's just do a fucking Real One of the Week before we get out of here. I really Time I, out. I appreciate it. Time what? out. Time out. Time out. Uncle Drew? I didn't see. See? see? I know. No, wait, but, wait, wait. Space but, Jam 1. We were disrespecting Space Michael Jam Jordan. 1? Michael Jordan put the world on his back. I think from character perspectives, though, like 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 um Reggie, Reggie Miller's character in in Uncle Drew. 
That's how I know you got kids, bro. I, I wasn't even locked in. No, but these like dudes that. were, they were really out there. They hey. weren't just playing themselves. Can you dig what I'm saying? It wasn't like, yeah. like these dudes were actually, there was some comedy involved mm. in that. You wasn't outside though, Roger. And I know you wasn't outside for this, Jomi. Thunderstruck? Was people outside for oh, Thunderstruck? Oh, what you mean? Was it yeah. outside for Thunderstruck? Okay. Nobody was outside for Thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> it's really curious. Nobody mentioned Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. That's really interesting. I'm just, Don Cheadle was, was amazing in that movie. I'm going to say that. Don Cheadle just, he knew what the- Wiley Coyote listen, was the MVP. Don Cheadle knew what the, 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 he knew what the movie was. He knew what the assignment was and he didn't care. And he just said, I'm just going to just do it. I'm just going to milk it. So Don, Don Cheadle's a boss. Well, I mean, he's a great actor, but that check's cash. You know that what I'm saying? That check is cash. He do the that job that he needs to do, and he's going to be fine. Yes, you see um, <laughs> right. Let's get to let's get to real one of the week, man. Um, I'm going to do a two parter as we um, as we go on a hiatus. Um, we'll be back at some point. Um, so my first real one is the real ones. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you guys yeah. for always holding us down. Um, can we get a clap? Can we get some hand claps? Can we get a can we get a flex bomb? Boom, 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 boom. All right, so the real ones. And then uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Team USA, both of them. But more specifically, yo, I didn't think the men's were going to pull it out. I didn't think the men's, I knew the women were going to pull it out. We, me and Roger already talked about this. We already knew Asia and, and Diana, and we already knew that Sue, we knew that they were going to pull it out. That was not even a question. The men, I did not, I didn't think they had it in them. I thought it was a bronze gold, a bronze medal, not a gold medal. Um, so shout out to Rowan of the Week, man. Team USA. Who you got? Jomi, who you got? We can go with Roger last. Jomi, who you got? I'm going to, I'm going to shout out my sister. Um, she just graduated with her, uh, JD, you know, she, uh, she's a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? She took the bar, you know, finished law school all during this panoramic. So I just want to shout her out. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, Bala. You know, I just begin these tweets off, you know, but you're a lawyer. So, you know, congrats. That's why you the real one of the week. She's going to have to get you out some shit at some point. I already know. Cause you're going to tweet some wild shit. She's going to have to get you out. Um, Raja, who is your real one of the week? Word. Um, real one of the week for me is going to be the uh, 2021 Hall of Fame class that just went into the Hall in Canton for the NFL. Peyton Manning and company, and one of my all-time favorites, Immokalee's finest, Edgerin E.J. James. Um, mm. I know Edgerin also, a long time, that, bro. Huh? Add one of that Charles Woodson, Raiders love oh, for sure. Charles Woodson. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But E.J. goes way back, man. Like, I told you my dad used to work at University of Miami, and so EJ wanted, was one of his pool playing partners and and uh, would always be in the office. And so I've known him since we were both young, man. And he's, as we all have, come a long way, bro. So to see him get into the hall was pretty dope. So that shout out, real ones, class of 2021 mm. NFL Hall of Fame. Yes, sir, man. We will see you guys at some point, hopefully. We'll see. You know, Raja got a, I don't know, Raja might leave us. Um, you know, Jomi may, may never come back. Um and I don't know, man, but we'll see you guys when we see, man. Thanks for everything. Really appreciate you guys. About to go on the season finale. So, um, you know, we got to do this one time, man. Make sure you check out the whole Ringer slate. Uh, make sure you check out Miss Smiths. Make sure you check out Group Chat. Make sure you check out The Answer. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who, Roger Bell? Town, Bay, General Oakland, San Francisco area legend, Danielle Smith. Mm, make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Roger Bell. That's the Crestside Clown, Vallejo legend, CC Sabathia. 
Yeah, make sure you check out the Ringerverse. Um, only the episodes that Jomi is not on. Make sure you check out those ones. Make sure you check out uh, Ringer Music Show. Make sure you check out 60 Songs That Define the 90s. Make sure you check out everything Higher Learning. We'll see you guys when we see you guys. Peace. You know it. <laughs>